Welcome to Redham Podcasting, a quest for curiosity, a space in which we hope will create community between parents, teachers, and students. Today, I have Sophia Basios, who's in grade 10 at Redham, um, with us, and she's been involved in some cool collaborative projects. So if you want to tell us a little bit about what those were. So all the grade nines are involved in the Spring Fair and Seed Capital stemmed from that and that was all around the gardens and how to take it from creating capital to reaching out into communities and growing it bigger than just a redden thing. Awesome. And what kind of things did you do? Why did you get involved and um, has your perception changed of that project in Seed Capital? So we did a lot of gardening but I thought it would just be gardening and that's why I got in I was like this is a really cool thing to do at school and I know my mom knows a lot about it so I thought it would be just a nice garden thing it was so much more with the marketing organization and then we started going out into other communities like Westlake and Ocean View and it grew into something a lot bigger than I thought it would be so we planted a garden and then took over another garden, then started another one in Westlake and went to go learn from the Zero Waste at Scarborough, was it? Scarborough Community, yeah. Scarborough Community and the Course Gangsters. And that was eye-opening to see how, what people can do with their food to create more of a community spirit and help people. Awesome, yeah. And I think that opened a lot of our eyes. I think I didn't really know what we were getting involved with or, or how in-depth that project would go. Um, so it was awesome um, seeing how much responsibility you guys took on. Um, and, and really, like, that's where we learn. Hey, that's where um, deep learning happens, where we're seeing the problems that we face around us and actually coming up with solutions um, in order to fix some of them. Um, for interest's sake, what, what subjects do you do at Redham? Economics, history, and physical sciences. Okay, awesome. And, and um, those are obviously your core subjects, um, but being involved in, in a bigger project, um, yeah, what has that, what is that meant? And have, have you seen a connection around the subjects that you do at school? So my core subject choices sometimes seem a bit strange because I've done so much with seed capital and things it doesn't seem very connected maybe economics because supply and demand and we saw that way before we did it in EMS we had to play to what people wanted and how much we could give them but other than that it's not really in any of my subjects but I think that's what makes it so special because our traditional subjects are very set and in boxes they're not unimportant but Projects like Seed Capital create a whole different set of skills that aren't subjects and play into other subjects. So, like the problem solving, leadership, organization, I know marketing was a big thing, and trying to get the timing right, all played into the Seed Capital project. So it wasn't just a subject thing, it was more of a range of skills. Awesome, yeah, and I think those are 
though that's the incredible thing you get to see at the end of a project like this is how important um not only classroom skills are and subject skills but then learning in real life situations um and i think that's probably helped you develop um a lot one of the next steps you took was coming out here where are we sitting what are we doing we are in the Kruger sitting in the Skakuza Science and Leadership Initiative. Okay, awesome. And that's been a trip that uh, Redham puts on um, once a year and gives students the opportunity um, to come and really harness those leadership um, skills um, and get in, in tune with um, what they want to do uh, from, a, yeah, from, from a leadership point of view, but also growing a group dynamic. And uh, with me, I've got... Francois, um, who is part of a curiosity company, um, and he has a passion for educating young adults um, around group dynamics, around leadership, um, and he does it here at the Skakuza Science Institute. Francois, tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Awesome. Thanks, guys. It's so wonderful to be here. Actually, in the background, I think I just heard a, a rhinoceros. I don't know if you just heard that, but anyway, cool being here with you guys in the Kruger National Park. Um, and yes, yeah, so I uh, started the Curiosity Company a couple of years ago to be able to address um, causes. And uh, one of those causes is the cause of getting young people to realize that they are allowed to um, ask good questions around their processes of self-exploration and career exploration. Uh, my background is in career exploration, um, but I'm super passionate about wilderness and preserving uh, pristine wilderness. So I'm also a nature guide and um, I use the ancient art of tracking wild animals on foot because so what's the one skill I'm very passionate about? Preserving the art of tracking. Yes, and also curiosity and exploration. So I get to call myself an explorer and my tongue-in-the-cheek title is Chief Curiosity um, Officer to try and get young explorers curious uh, and try and get them to ask good questions instead of stressing about finding answers. Awesome. That's, um, yeah, that's a big part of what you've done this week. So if, and I think coming to the Kruger, you probably didn't expect... Um, the kind of you probably thought we were going to see a few animals, um, but what's what else is added to being in the Kruger, and what have you learned about curiosity? So, sort of like seed capital, I thought it was just gardening, and it was so much more. I thought we were coming, going to go on a few game drives, all wilderness, lovely, 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 and if I could sit here and list what I've learned, we'd be here for ages. It's so much deeper and so much more valuable than just a face value thing. I think curiosity, <laughs> we've got a little thing, the yen to len, but <laughs> for curiosity for me always means asking lots of questions and sometimes it's a bit scary because you know absolutely nothing, but that's the best time because you ask the wackiest questions and get the best answers. Um, Francois, you use uh, tracking in the bush um, to bring out that um, curiosity in young, young explorers. Do you want to speak into that process? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So if you take a closer look into the principles and the fundamentals of curiosity, um, the way we ask questions, um, 
that's perfectly embodied in the process of tracking a wild animal on foot like we did we got to do actually so you for instance just listen to this you successfully tracked uh how many animals like oh i lost my list but it was lion leopard um various antelope um civet yes black rhino elephant yes baboon obviously impala zebra zebra giraffe Amazing, so many different animals with so many different spoor. So curiosity um, and, and the way we pursue the, uh, and, and build a relationship with an unknown environment is perfectly embodied in, in the, the process of tracking. Why was it here? Where was it going? Why was it doing this? And then try and make sense of um, not only understanding its past, you become the narrative of, its, of this animal, but also better anticipating where it's going. So tracking actually invites you to take a look at where you come from, how to be present, and then also better anticipating the future. Okay, so if we had many a game drive, and I think the first couple of days there was lots of noise and we didn't see much. And what did you notice about Francois? Where was he looking? The ground. The ground. He was looking at the tracks. Everyone else looking up and looking for things. And I think he he started making us look at the signs around us. Um, and how did you enjoy that process of tracking? Oh, I really loved it. I felt like I was a detective and there were so many clues and you could piece it all together and make a puzzle, like a story. Yeah. yeah. Also track porcupine. I forgot to say that. And nice. hyena. Yes. And uh, some of those stories ended up being quite true, hey, when we put camera traps up. Yeah. Camped out overnight, heard the lions, tracked the lions, caught them on our camera traps. Brilliant, yeah. Um, so, uh, Sophia, now that you've been through this process, you've, come, you've done seed capital, you've come out to the Kruger, um, those initial problems that you faced in terms of running an organic market at school uh, was that a easy process for you when you didn't really have any of these skills yet so I speak for a group because I'm just the person speaking but there's a large group very hard-working people behind me and they know who they are and we made a lot of mistakes it's not even funny we had harvests that went wrong we planted the wrong companion plants we timed it really badly overpriced underpriced got our timing so wrong had beautiful produce and then left it too long or something happened we made a myriad of mistakes and i think looking at leadership we did very big grade harvest and that was difficult because we did a lot of smaller ones before and it was just our group and everyone knew what they were doing. It was quite smooth and there were smaller harvests. The grade harvest was bigger and we had a plan and it fell through spectacularly. There was meant to be harvesting, washing, packaging, selling. Didn't happen. We had people selling beetroot leaves. We had we honestly didn't know what was going on. And I think what we've learned here is a lot about group dynamics and leadership. And I would do it very differently. And I think everyone would do it differently. Would section groups off into passions and interests. So everyone knows what they're doing. And then have group leaders all answering to like a like another bigger group who are split around and know what they're doing. 
Brilliant, so I think that is real learning, isn't it? We've gone through a process, we've failed spectacularly, although you guys pulled off some amazing things last year, there's now knowledge in the system that we can pass on um, to different to different grades. And uh, Francois has been spending a lot of time with us around group dynamics. We're obviously a lot smaller group here, 10, but what made this so interesting was there was 10 of you that really didn't know each other. And how have you, how have you found that from the airport in Cape Town to the end of this trip? Um, how important has that been and, and has there been a, a learning process there too? We were all very... We were very much individuals and the group was split. There were, I think there were two pairs that knew each other well. And other than that, everyone was sort of unknown. And now we, whenever we're presented with a problem, we can work quite well as a group, not just as individuals. And well in the group, not just a one person taking charge. It's everyone contributing and everyone's interested and you sort of coexist and build something together. Awesome. And do you think those relationships um, have developed very positively over this week in terms of uh, people you didn't know? Um, and have you have you enjoyed getting to know? Yeah, the definitely. People? And also, it's so, the last few days it's been cold. You need <laughs> like penguin body warmth. <laughs> awesome. Cool, guys. Thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. And um, yeah, hopefully you've learned a little bit more about curiosity a little bit more about group dynamics and uh, we'll look forward to seeing or hearing from other people for the rest of the podcast. This has been a Redham House collaboration podcast. Artwork by Kira Muman, vocals by Cameron MacDonald and music by the Grade 10 Music Class of 2022.